Bonjour et bienvenue à Coffee Break French. Welcome once again to Coffee Break French. Now in this lesson, lesson 69, we're going to be hiring a car. And again, we're going to be encouraging you to create the phrases that you need based on the language and grammar that you already know. We hope that you enjoy this lesson of Coffee Break French. So to begin with, we're going to look at some useful vocabulary for talking about cars and hiring cars. And I think you'll already know what a car is. Can you remember? Une voiture. That's right. Une voiture. 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 Okay, so it's that nice U sound. Voiture. Voiture. So if a car is une voiture, then to drive a car is Conduire une voiture. Conduire une voiture. So, conduire is an RE verb and it is a bit irregular. Let's go through the conjugation of conduire. Je conduis. Je conduis. And that ends in U-I-S. So, C-O-N-D-U-I-S. Je conduis. Je conduis. Tu conduis. Tu conduis. Il conduit. Il conduit. So the tu and the je form both end in s, and the il form, any guesses as to what it ends in? T? Yeah. Normally an ad verb, if you take, for example, vendre, would have no ending in the he, she, or it form. So je vends, tu vends, both ending in s, but il or elle vend, v-e-n-d. However, with conduire, you have je conduis, i-s, tu conduis, i-s, il conduit, i-t. So it's almost like a finir verb. So the nous form is nous conduisons. Nous conduisons. Vous conduisez. Vous conduisez. And ils conduisent. Ils conduisent. So that's ending in, uh, well, the whole verb is spelled C-O-N-D-U-I-S-E-N-T. And that's your silent E-N-T ending. Je conduis, tu conduis, il conduit. Nous conduisons, vous conduisez, ils conduisent. Je conduis, tu conduis, il conduit. Nous conduisons, vous conduisez, ils conduisent. Très bien. So, conduire is to drive. Okay. It can also mean to lead or indeed to conduct. It comes from the same root as to conduct. So, we've had une voiture, conduire. Another verb that we're going to use today in particular is the verb louer. Louer. And that means to hire. Louer une voiture. Louer une voiture. Okay, so we'll come to building some phrases in just a moment. But a couple of other items of vocabulary before we go on. L'assurance. L'assurance. And l'assurance is insurance. L'assurance. L'assurance. And another word that we will probably need if we're hiding a car is your driving license. And that is le permis de conduire. Le permis de conduire. Almost like saying the permission to drive. Le permis de conduire. Le permis de conduire. And another couple of words here. First of all, the word for attire, which is one of my favorite French words, is un pneu. Un <laughs> Sounds a little bit like you're sneezing. Un pneu. 
Bless you. <laughs> or it sounds at least as if you've got the cold. Un pneu. Un pneu. Okay, it's spelled P-N-E-U. And if you get a flat tyre or a puncture, then you have in French an exhausted tyre. Un pneu crevé. Un pneu crevé. Crevé is a, an interesting word. You can see, je suis crevé. Je suis crevé. And that means I'm exhausted. And one thing I always find very interesting is the fact that in English, the words exhaust and tire both have something to do with cars, but they also have something to do with being tired, albeit spelt slightly differently. I'm exhausted, I'm tired. But a car has an exhaust and tires. Anyway, okay, I'm getting <laughs> off the subject a little here. Un pneu. Un pneu. Un pneu crevé. Un pneu crevé. Okay, so a flat tire or a puncture. Okay, let's start to build some phrases with these words now. We've already heard that a car is une voiture, as we know. Can you remember what to hire was, Anna? Louer. Louer, uh-huh. So how would you say, I would like to hire a car? Je voudrais louer un, une voiture. Okay, in this one, you wouldn't pronounce the S of je voudrais because it's not followed by a, a vowel. So... I would like to hire a car would be... Je voudrais louer une voiture. Très bien. So, je voudrais louer une voiture. I would like to hire a car. How would you say, I must hire a car? Je dois louer une voiture. Je dois louer une voiture. So again, we're reusing these same constructions that we've heard so many times now. And it really should be second nature. So once you've got the little bits of vocabulary, like louer and conduire, we can add the phrases and structures that we already know. So let's say that you wanted to hire an automatic car. What do you think an automatic car is likely to be? Une voiture automatique. Why did you put the automatique at the end there? Because with an adjective, it always goes after the noun. It almost always goes after the noun. Can you remember any situations where it doesn't go after the noun? Um, for <laughs> example, you on the spot here. <laughs> well, um, it's ma petite sœur, not ma sœur petite. That's right. Okay, so certain situations um, you have adjectives which come before the noun. Now, if you want to hire a car for the day, then you would use one of the two words that we know for the day. Any guesses as to which one you would use, Anna? Mm. Maybe journée? Why would it be la journée and not le jour? Because I thought it was probably a trick question, so I picked <laughs> the most unusual one. <laughs> yeah, well, le jour is the word for the day, just a, a standard day. But when you're referring to the length of a day, for the duration of a day, then you would use journée, la journée. So I would like to hire a car for the day would be? Je voudrais louer une voiture pour la journée. Yeah, pour la journée, pour la journée. Pour la journée. And if you wanted to hire a car for the week, you could say? Je voudrais louer une voiture pour la semaine. Très bien, pour la semaine. Okay, you might want to ask, how much does it cost for the day? Anna, see if you can work that out. Ça coûte combien pour la journée? Très bien, ça coûte combien pour la journée? Or just... C'est combien pour la journée? C'est combien pour la journée? And obviously, it's how much per or for the for the week. 
C'est combien pour la semaine? Très bien. Now, there's another word that we can use in certain situations, and that word is par. 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 It's just P-A-R. And it's a word that is very similar to the English pair. So, for example, if we were to say, how much is it per week? We would say in French, ça coûte combien par semaine? Ça coûte combien par semaine? It's like saying, how much is it by the week or per week? Ça coûte combien par semaine? Ça coûte combien par semaine? It's perhaps quite interesting to think about this here because if you said, ça coûte combien pour la semaine? Then you're asking, how much is it for the week? And it's quite possible that if you were hiring a car for the week, then it would be one cost. But if you are asking, how much is it per week? That could be a different cost because you might be hiring it for four weeks, in which case you might get a reduction. So it's just interesting to note the slight differences in the words here that we're using. Ça coûte combien pour la semaine? Or ça coûte combien par semaine? Now, when you're hiring the car, you might need to ask if insurance is included. And the word that you would use in French for included is compris. Compris. Now, this actually comes from the word comprendre. And I do believe that we already know what comprendre means. To understand. Yeah, so how do you say I understand? Je comprends. How do you say I have not understood? Je ne comprends pas. Now, watch that. That would be I don't understand in the present tense. I have not understood in the perfect tense. Je n'ai pas compris. Compris being the irregular past participle of comprendre. So just as prendre becomes pris, so to take and taken, so does comprendre become compris. Now, we're using this past participle here as an adjective. And when we're using it as meaning included, it's almost like saying, is insurance understood? As in, is it understood that I am insured to drive this car? And because we're talking about l'assurance, l'assurance est l'apostrophe, A-S-S-U-R-A-N-C-E, l'assurance is a feminine thing. Therefore, we don't say l'assurance est compris, but... L'assurance est comprise. Très bien. L'assurance est comprise. Okay, so the E goes on to the end of the word compris, and that makes you sound the S. L'assurance est comprise. So asking the question, is insurance included? You could say three things. First of all, the straightforward one. L'assurance est comprise. By raising your voice, exactly. Or you could use esque. Anna? Est-ce que l'assurance est comprise? Mm-hmm. Or you could use the inversion. And in this case, the inversion is a little more complicated. L'assurance est-elle comprise? Almost right, yeah. L'assurance est-elle comprise? L'assurance est-elle comprise? So you're saying l'assurance est-elle comprise? Elle being l'assurance. The insurance, is she included? <laughs> or something like that. L'assurance est-elle comprise? L'assurance est-elle comprise? Okay, now the other thing that you might need to ask if it's included in the price 
is the number of miles or kilometers that you would do when you've hired the car. Now, obviously, in France, we'd be looking at kilometrage. Kilometrage. And therefore, we're talking about, instead of mileage, kilometerage. I don't know if there's a word. <laughs> kilometerage, it sounds a little bit funny. But in French, you would definitely say le kilométrage. Le kilométrage. Now, given that kilométrage is le, therefore masculine, how would you say, three versions please, Anna, is mileage or kilométrage included? Le kilométrage est compris. Yep. Est-ce que le kilométrage est compris? Uh -huh. Le kilométrage est-il compris? Très bien. Le kilométrage est-il compris in the last one with the inversion because le kilométrage is referred to as il. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment. If you'd like to get more out of your Coffee Break French experience, then you can sign up for the premium version of the course. And that includes video versions of each lesson, where you'll see the words and phrases on the screen of your device. There are lesson notes and also bonus audio episodes available to help you consolidate what you've learned in the main episode. You can find out more about the premium version of Coffee Break French at the Coffee Break Academy. That's at coffeebreakacademy.com. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. Now, when you're dealing with hiring cars and so on, the kind of things that the person that you're talking to will say back to you are very similar to the kind of things that they might say if you're buying food or doing other transactional things, perhaps at the bank or whatever. So all the language that you've learned so far will be exactly the kind of thing that you need. However, there are a couple of things that you might be asked. For example, je peux avoir... Votre permis de conduire. Je peux avoir votre permis de conduire. Anna, what would that mean if someone asked you that? Can I have your driving license? Exactly. Can I have your driving license? Je peux avoir votre permis de conduire. And another situation may be that you would want to explain that your friend wants to drive too. So, my friend would be... Mon copain. Mon copain, if it's a masculine friend. Ma copine, if it's a feminine friend. Or indeed, mon ami. And mon ami, A-M-I, is your masculine friend. And mon ami, A-M-I-E, is your feminine friend, or your female friend, rather. And notice that it's mon in both situations, because the word ami begins with a vowel. So, my friend wants to drive. Mon ami veut conduire. Okay, mon ami veut conduire. My friend would like to drive also? Mon ami voudrait conduire aussi. Très bien. So you can see how easy it is to construct phrases based on what you already know. Okay, now let's think about this. We've hired the car and now we are driving the car. Nous conduisons la voiture, mais il y a un problème. Oh là là. 
Eh oui, il y a un problème avec la voiture. Now, that's a phrase that you can use in so many situations. Il y a un problème. It covers you in many different ways. Let's think of other ways. When you're on the spot, sometimes it's quite difficult to think up how exactly you would say, my car has broken down, especially if you don't know that phrase. But if you say, there's a problem with the car, you would say, just run that one again. Il y a un problème avec ma voiture. Okay, ma voiture. Probably more French to say la voiture, especially if you're standing beside it. It's kind of obvious you're talking about your car. It's the same as um, having a sore head. J'ai mal à la tête. You don't say j'ai mal à ma tête. J'ai mal à la tête. So, il y a un problème avec la voiture. Now, how would you say the car doesn't work? Think back to things not working in hotels, for example, way back in lesson 13 or 14, I think. La voiture ne marche pas. La, la voiture ne marche pas. Okay, or another way of saying that, la voiture ne fonctionne pas. La voiture ne fonctionne pas. Now, to be honest, marcher, using marcher here, is much better than fonctionner, because that sounds really quite strange to say, la voiture ne fonctionne pas. The car is not functioning. It does actually sound almost as strange as that. So, la voiture ne marche pas. But the way you would actually say this in French is to say that the car has broken down or the car is broken. And if something is broken in French, it's en panne. En panne. So, the car is broken down. La voiture est en panne. Très bien. La voiture est en panne. P-A-N-N-E. Panne. So, excuse me, please, there's a problem with the car. The car's broken down. Excusez-moi, s'il vous plaît, il y a un problème avec la voiture. La voiture ne marche pas. Um, she has broken down or she's broken down. Elle... Et en panne. Yeah, I actually always think of this. It doesn't mean this, and it's not a literal translation, but I always think of it. It's in pain. The car is in pain. It doesn't mean that. So don't associate en panne with in pain. If you're ever in pain, don't say je suis en panne, because that means you've just broken down. So probably not the best thing to say. <laughs> but I always think of that. The, the, the car is in pain. La voiture est en panne. But it doesn't mean that. Okay, if you have run out of petrol, then... In that situation, you are in a broken down situation of petrol. Now, petrol is essence. Essence. It's like essence, the essence that runs your car. So, I have run out of petrol would become je suis en panne d'essence. Je suis en panne d'essence. Try that one again. Je suis en panne d'essence. Je suis en panne d'essence. Okay, so we've had je suis en panne or la voiture est en panne, la voiture est en panne d'essence or just je suis en panne d'essence. And let's now get back to that word that I like so much and that word is tire. Can you remember what the word for a tire is? Un peu. Not peu, peu that's a little. Peu. Un pneu. Un pneu. There's a P and an N in there. Un pneu. Un pneu. 
Okay, and it always sounds as if it comes right through your nose. Ampne. Ampne. So that exhausted tire was ampne. Not cassé. Not cassé, but crevé. Crevé. Cassé means broken, but in this sense, it's exhausted. Crevé. Crevé. J'ai un pneu crevé. J'ai un pneu crevé. Okay, now it's also possible that you may need to say that you don't know what the problem is. You don't know what's happening. Now, how do you say I don't know, first of all? Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas. And then to say what's happening, you would say je ne sais pas that which is happening. Ce qui se passe. Ce qui se passe. Ce qui se passe. Ce qui se passe. It's quite tricky this because ce qui is C-E-Q-U-I. Ce qui. Ce qui. And then se passe. That ce is S-E because it's a reflexive verb. Se passer, to happen. Ce qui se passe. Ce qui se passe. And in spoken French, it's very often run together. So, ce qui se passe. Ce qui se passe. Je ne sais pas ce qui se passe. Je ne sais pas ce qui se passe. Okay, it's kind of... Je ne sais pas ce qui se passe. Je ne sais pas ce qui se passe. Okay, so I don't know what's uh, happening. Je ne sais pas ce qui se passe. Or, I don't know what's not working. Je ne sais pas ce qui, that which, ne marche pas. Je ne sais pas ce qui ne marche pas. Très bien. Je ne sais pas ce qui ne marche pas. Je ne sais pas ce qui ne marche pas. So, what we've seen today is that, again, based on the language that we've been studying over the past few weeks, we can put together these phrases just with a few extra pieces of vocabulary. And it's so much easier to construct the phrases around what you now know, based on the expressions like « je voudrais »,« je dois », and all the things, even using things in the perfect tense and in other tenses as well. And that's where we're going to leave it today for this edition of Coffee Break French. Thanks for joining us, and we hope it's been useful. You can join the Coffee Break French community on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeebreakfrench, and we're at Learn French on Twitter. Merci beaucoup et à bientôt. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com.